Uh, and this wonderful investment, which I will also pour for you before Thank I'm you. chastised, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is the Old Pepper Distillery uh, Straight Bourbon Whiskey Ball. And that's me reading from the label yes. in broken English. Yeah, pretty, so, pretty sweet words, Bottle and Bond. Right? Yeah, Bottle and Bond is a... Uh, I keep using the like phrase safety net. Um, when people go out shopping for a whiskey, because Bottle and Bond, while there's some history behind it, it, it OSHA regulations, Bottle and Bond is not really a big thing now. Yeah. Uh, like most warehouses when it comes to whiskeys are bottled and bottled. <laughs> this was important when buying a bottle of bourbon right. might kill, kill you. <laughs> and, I, and I can go a little historic about it. So bottled and bond happened because you weren't allowed bottling the product that you distilled back in the 18 or 1900s. Mm. And obviously, like when people were going to send their product to go get bottled... People were going to try to make as much money as they possibly can. And so they were called rectifiers. And rectifiers basically were cutting said whiskey with turpentine, dip spit, deer antlers, mm. things that would age it and bring spiciness and color. But people were like, who's not getting sick off turpentine, right? So people were it called rock gut whiskey. Yeah. And yeah. so people were literally like getting like going blind. And so as a distiller, James Pepper and others were like, why are we getting bad advertisements for this? And so they sued the state of Kentucky. As a lawyer, Ben, you understand. Like, you, you... I love suing people. To be clear, <laughs> suing people's the greatest. And so, like, basically, like they're like, "Hey, we're not going to stand for this anymore." Sued the state of Kentucky, got the rights of, and the Bottle and Bond Act came to its fruition. And so, basically, you had to be at a bonded warehouse. It's got to be minimum four years, and it's always got to be a hundred proof. And James Pepper actually invented that seal strip that goes over top. So that was his contribution to this. Obviously, I'm sure there's some financial stuff that he obviously helped with as well. Sure. But he contributed that. And so that bottled and bond bottle, which, once again, great podcasting, super visual. But if you look <laughs> over the bottle, his signature, his exact yeah. signature is actually over the top of it. So if that seal were to be broken, mm -hmm. you had the rights and legal obligation. You can return the bottle and get your money back. Yeah. Or And to be fair, I'll go ahead and narrate this bottle yeah. just for everybody. So, uh, for the listeners, just go ahead and close your eyes. I know some of you might be driving. And to that, I say, don't still be, do a, don't be do a chicken. No, still do it. Yeah, like, go ahead and close your eyes anyways. Yeah. Uh, and just envision, like, a, a tall, cool drink of water. Mm -hmm. But this mm -hmm. water is bourbon. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and it's a little muscly, but, like, still sleek. Mm. That's, um, that's, I feel like he's just describing himself. Well, I was gonna say I thought he was describing James Pepper. Like that's no, pretty James Pepper was not slim <laughs> or sleek. <laughs> James Pepper was a nice, robust man. Now it is true though to get that signature, you guys have imprisoned his soul, correct, at the distillery, correct. so that he can sign each. Yeah, bottle we, we, we trap bottle. souls yeah. with goons and goblins and ghouls, specifically okay. well, ghouls. How many ghouls does it take to trap a enough soul? to party? And that's a lot of ghouls. Let's just say Friday nights. At Friday James nights Pepper. at James Pepper around nine o'clock when all the lights are off. The ghouls have a good time. It's a real monster mash in there. Yeah. Oh god, it's a graveyard. I wish you guys had one of those buttons that have like the uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like going back to being serious again. Um, so this is our second bourbon we ever released, mm -hmm. and 
That exact mash build was from the 1960s, which is the 70% corn, 18% rye, 12% malted barley. That's in the FKO as well. But this one's done a little bit differently. There's not a second aging technique. It's mm. just one barrel, and it's done exquisitely well. Um, char level three, so about 35 seconds in the charring. Brings out those tannins, so it's a nice mm. rounded whiskey. Mm. I would say it's less sweet than the FKO if you're going to look at generic tasting portfolio. As a little bit more that rye kind of comes out where you get a little bit more of that clove and baking spice on the back end but it's really nice it, um i prefer this one over the fko personally hmm. um and we just released it three weeks ago so the general market doesn't have this yet this is strictly lexington only for about a couple more weeks and then it'll be distributed about 37 states uh in 15 countries which is great oh yeah nice. well and the, so what is interesting tasting these back to back and that um, I, I like to, you know, have quite a few bourbons, uh, available whenever I'm, you know, have a gathering of people. I really mm-hmm. enjoy tasting different bourbons together yeah. because I think most people, even people who aren't bourbon drinkers, um, you know, when you, when you taste them side by side, it really opens your mm-hmm. eyes, you know, just on a basic level. I'm talking way below Jared's weight class here because he's, he's like, yes, as a sommelier level. Oh three, God, I shouldn't even have said anything. I shouldn't even have said anything from, I should have been like, yeah, I went to college and I work at a distillery. Like I knew it. It happens every time. Like family outings, like every time I'm like, oh, Jared's got the wine. And I'm like. That means I'm buying the wine too, right? <laughs> like, this doesn't mean like you're giving me your credit card. He's got like, it. We'll go to fine. we'll go to dinners with friends all the time. You're like, oh, he gets the wine. He's he gets a Let him choose knows. the wine yeah. and so pay for it. And pay for it. No, it's not even pay. It's just like, like uh, Jared oh, has this like credit card that he earned from the Master Guild. <laughs> that like Just put it on the company card. There is no company card. It's coming out of my personal bank account. My child is now not eating formula tonight. Because you wanted a 2007 Chateau de Nudepop, like, Gamay. Like, and the same thing with whiskey. Like, I come to, like, you didn't bring any whiskey? And I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, you didn't bring any whiskey. I was like, well, all we have is, like, Jim Beam White Label. Like, you, you invited me to your house. <laughs> I was like, so you invited me because you thought. So you sprung for a $20 bottle of yes. just it, it, something. Hey, we all grew up with something. Jim so Beam you, White so Label. You, you grabbed a bottle of Jack Daniels yeah. that's half empty no, it's, out, out, of your, out of your mom's I had my I had my son's birthday party literally yesterday. And I'll, I'm always, when people come over to my house, I'm like, hey, if it's open, you can pour it. Mm. My wife's father-in-law looks at my, and like it's father-in-law's, which I, I, I like him. He looks. He I lo- swear to God, I like him. He looks. He looks at my like my little like shelving unit, and he's like, "You should open that one." Okay. Barrel Eagle Rare, fourteen year uh, barrel pick. Yeah. I think I got it at a good price at like two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. And he's that like, is a good price. That's and I had yeah. I had yeah, yeah. seven different James Pepper bottles open. Yeah. And I'm just like, you couldn't have just picked that one. You couldn't have picked any of the other. And like, no, he's like, I want that one. And like, that's just like a microcosm of like my life. So like when you make like, oh, I'm not on Jared's level. I'm like, there is no level. We're on the same level. Well, so to be, so to come back though, to reel it back from your tirade here. (laughs) uh, uh, So, um, and, and back down to my common man's level, Mm -hmm. because a lot of the words you used were really big and it was hard for me to understand. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
so tasting the FKO and the Bottle and Bond side by side. Yes. And I think when this FKO releases again, I'm going to have to have the FKO. And then I'm. this is sort of a, a shout out for November. You you have told us, and I'm stealing your thunder here a little bit. Go ahead, please. That there's another release of the Cantor series oh, that's coming out. I can't wait. So I'm going to I'm going to have to have yeah, all we'll, of these yeah, different series done. on hands because even tasting these two side by side and knowing that they are mm-hmm. the same bourbon aged in different ways and in different barrels, I I love being able to taste exactly what mm-hmm. it means to be FKO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because uh as you said, like this FKO is so relatable for people, it's sort of an entry point. Um, and then tasting the bottled and bond, I agree. I love this bottled and bond. I, it's fantastic. I, and, that, and this, that's my. And we have similar palates a little bit. I feel like every time I've we've talked whiskey, we're mm-hmm. kind of on the same par. Uh, first time drinking with you, Logan, yeah. I apologize. Um, that's fine. You Anytime you're, you're around Logan, Logan, you're going to be drinking whiskey. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. <laughs> Just when you come over to my house, I'm not giving you the father-in-law uh, move. How about that twenty five hundred dollars? How about that fiftieth anniversary Al Young <laughs> special single barrel from <laughs> Four Roses that went on the market the other day for forty five hundred? Can we open How about that? that one that James Pepper was buried with? Can we just like is that the cool bottle? No, what's really cool about our portfolio? Uh, I keep trying to like get serious, and I end up going back to my tirades. It's really um, hard to do around us. Yeah, I but, can't even be serious around. But us. I, 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 I agree with what Ben just said about you know, it's only getting better, which is kind of like a scary thing of like what's better than this. Um, and like I said, I'm, I, I'm, uh, I'm not Stockholm syndrome, but like I really love our, <laughs> I love our whiskey. Like yeah. I really, really love our whiskey, and I think Cody's done such a great. He's. Uh, the first UK graduate of their distilling program to get a master distiller's job. He's like wow. 33 years old, super young, and and, and distiller, master distiller. He's very young. No, and yeah. so for him to be doing this quality of product at that age, like he's only going to get better. Like, yeah. like you're only going to get better in this industry. There's no way there's a there, there's a cliff here unless those ghouls trap his. Unless stuff. the ghouls get him, yeah, <laughs> the ghouls get him. or he just gives up. Or he moves on to it, like which That's, which could happen. To be realistic, what could really happen is that he could go to a bigger distillery. I mean, don't suggest well, that no, to him. He, don't no, let him know. Like, that I got this weird feeling. We have a lawyer here, so you yeah. just you lock in an ironclad contract. Yeah, we're gonna we'll lock we're a gonna, lifetime contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, um, I think I think for someone like for me, and it, this is me and Cody, if you're listening to this. You can, uh, uh, that yeah. was not a laugh like he wouldn't listen. That was kind of a patronizing laugh. I apologize. <laughs> no, that's more than fair. Because to to be patronizing to me mm-hmm. is to really speak a language that I'm common. <laughs> that I'm really... I've met your friends. It's normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 I think friends. Logan's like your yeah. fifth friend I've met of yours. I get it. Oh, Everyone's like, a very similar yeah. porn people. <laughs> Everyone pretty much gives off this vibe that, like, if we don't feel bad for you yet, yet. Mm-hmm. you will eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Cody, again, if you're listening to this, I think for me, when I'm tasting this, what's so incredible is that, like, this is, like, his fingerprint. Agreed. And to be able to, like, so accurately, like, track your own progress and then have objective mm-hmm. measures of that success 
is so hard, amazing, so hard. You know, and that I like I think about like Scotch, you know, uh, like documentaries that I've watched where there are these distillers who have been with the same distillery for Mm -hmm. decades and watch like the rise and the thriving of that Mm -hmm. and like the way that they can influence that product so heavily yeah. like that is an incredible opportunity to have for sure no. and it, it's an awesome thing that like right here in Lexington we have someone so as you young. said so young and so early in the game yeah. to be producing a product like this and have to like and have awesome. such a uh, influence with Amir who's been in the industry seen the ups and downs been been into like states like California and New York and to go back to like where it kind of began to be honest now mm. I know there's an argument of like you know, Scotland and Ireland are like, uh, no, we started this. Mm. Uh, but in, in the United States, like, you know, 95% of all bourbon comes from Kentucky. USA. So, yeah, that's right. USA. Damn right. World USA. Cup. <laughs> Women's World Cup right now. That's right. Um, Let's I hear go. a soccer person. That's right. Um, no, I, I, I do think it's just it's crazy to think that someone at that age, and I'm not saying he's a savant or, like, there's, like, never going to be someone like Cody, but, like, I do think you're right on, like, we're such a small distillery, and there's mm. so little hands that have touched these bottles. I was telling them earlier, I think we have maybe 28 employees. And out of the 28 employees, five of them are full-time. So in our tasting panel is of myself, Cody, Amir, the owner. And we usually bring on two other people mm. um, that are like neophytes, so to speak, that are like, hey, we just want to see what the market would say about this. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like our example of like a like what the market would say and like besides that that's what we do to release so for those five to six people to be like hey this is incredible and it's got to be majority vote like if anyone says no we don't release it Mm. and we probably could have released our first fko about a year and a half ago Hmm. and we decided like we tasted it and we're like i think there's three of us and i wasn't one of them no we're like this isn't ready yet no and amir without even hiccuping is like then we're not releasing it we have a great relationship with MGP, which mm-hmm. we still do. Oh. Um, Wilderness Trail has helped us out a little bit. And we're just like, you know what? Let's just wait. <clears throat> and then we tasted this exact FKO. And we're like, all right. I think we're ready. And Amir, you can see Amir being like, finally. <laughs> like, you know, like, and then, then the Bob and Bond came out. And I was like, Amir, this is better than the FKO. And I was like, and it's, what, $25 cheaper? Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. that's insane. It is. And then the decanter series that's coming out. And then we have single barrel yeah. bourbons that are coming out. And then distribution companies can start doing single barrel bourbon picks, not just rye picks. And it's just like, there's this trajectory. And I'm sure these expectations are in the numbers that he's going to show for quarter four. I'm like, hey, this is what we're expecting. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if we can hit that number. And then the team just blows it out of the park every time. So. We have, we have a great team. We have a great sales force uh, when it comes to internally at the retail team. We have a great distillery team that is just producing exquisite whiskeys at a very premium quality with, like, the price point. Like, our highest price bottom was 80 bucks. Like, that's unheard of in the industry. Yeah. At least as me, like, I'm still young in the whiskey industry. Like I said, if we're talking wine, I can definitely, like, talk mm-hmm. your ear off. But, like, in whiskey, like, I think we talked about it earlier. Like, we... You, you have to play the game correctly because if you try to buy a bottle without tasting it at 140, mm. there's this like little birdie on your ear that's like, why did you spend this much money and you've never had it? <laughs> and like there's this gamble of like, it could be great, but there's this also side of you like, this could suck and now you're sitting on a bad investment. 
and it makes you feel bad and you almost like have this like shame like i hate that distillery because i spent 150 dollars on a bottle that they weren't even ready yeah and they put all this advertisement i saw seven different instagram ads and like it's just like oh my god i'm sick of seeing them right and we we went the total opposite we're like we're gonna wait we're gonna wait we're gonna wait and then we had a majority vote and every single person was like this is ready yeah let's roll and we took the band-aid off we cut ties with mgp which we love them but like right we're ready like I mean, when you're ready to walk. It is, you know? But you're it's so to scary. Walk, As, uh, to be serious, like, it, it was the most nerve-wracking quarter two moment I, I think we've ever had. Where like, uh, these numbers, like, we can't do year-to-date numbers. Because we have no idea the yeah. reception we're going to get. Because we use zero marketing. Yeah. Besides the owner and myself, I think we go to, like, maybe four trade shows. So it's not like we have this crazy net of like, yeah. here's the data we got from all these tasting right. panels. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's us. Yeah. Like we're basically basing our, like our what projections of like, hey, we liked it. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's like us three being like, hey, let's sell this one first, this one second, this one third, or yeah. like whatever. I mean, to be fair though, I have been telling roughly like two to three thousand people a day. Uh, new it, individual those. new people every mm-hmm. day. Yeah, because you're not on like, social media. Like, and those are, are all just like, members of the people on the bus, right? Yeah, so. they're just friends. They're just <laughs> friends that I know. Um, but they're three thousand friends. Must be day. nice. Okay, three easy. friends. I I have roughly like <laughs> six to seven million friends that are very close and intimate friends that I share, uh, you know, life details with. That's the MySpace guy. You're the, the living guy. embodiment of yes. You're the living embodiment of MySpace and Tom. Because it's Tom. Showing my age that I was friends with Tom from MySpace. I don't want to say that my best friend in college that I am the internet, but I'm like pretty darn close, I guess. Yeah. Um. And and I I mean I don't know if you want to give me a shout out, that's fine. Cool. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Oh, that's great. All right. So a couple things I want to ask because we actually recently went on a tour there at James Pepper. Great. Uh, So we had a a group of friends with us. Uh, It was a a bachelor party, stag party, whatever you want to call it. I Um, may or may not have saw you. (laughs) You definitely. (laughs) I definitely. I'm being facetious. And so can I pour for you guys? Absolutely. I'd love that. Please allow me. Okay, to be fair though, too, also, I've never seen someone pour like that. You couldn't see that from the audio side, Mm -hmm. listeners, but uh, Jared did almost like a breakdancing move to pour. um, Is that a Moonshiners move? Moonshine University taught me this wonderful classic act of the two step. Okay, yeah. Where you left to right. I mean, it was be- it was a thing of beauty. If you Honestly, ever that's from the wine. Sword. That is nothing yeah. about whiskey. <laughs> yeah. That is straight up making sure it doesn't drip from that's, a water yeah, or a wine yeah, bottle. I mean, and like, you know, when you've done so many things like repetitively in your mm-hmm. life, like I do that with a water bottle. Yeah. Like yeah. I do. Well, you that- also did a little kickball change in the middle of that. Wow, well, that was yeah. pretty yeah. pretty impressive. Here's the thing. <laughs> I dressed up for you guys. I'm the only one wearing clothes at this podcast, so I feel like I'm extremely dressed up. We're um, wearing socks. We said that at the beginning of the podcast. Oh my goodness. Yes, fire away. Yeah, so we uh, went on this tour, and so I, I want to share an anecdote like really quickly, because I took a tour of another distillery okay. recently. And I feel like I learned more about the tour guide than I did about the actual distillery. At which place? Um, 
Oh, are you willing to name drop? This? I don't know if I'm no, willing no, no. to name was drop. That, let me rephrase that. Was it at the other location or our location? It was at a different okay. location. Yeah, no, no, no. I, no, no. I was going to say, I was yeah. about to be like, person's fired. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you're all, you're all no, location. Our, our tour jokingly, guide but seriously, was, like, we'll talk excellent. later. I was going to say, like, our, our tour guide names. at James Pepper was fantastic. Right, at the yes. other place, we, we learned more about the person than we did about which, the distillery. Which happens. And it, yeah, and it was genuinely like one of those things where it's like, okay, and so here's the family, and here's what they do, and so anyways, but I about used to me. work for the mayor, right. and I decided to come over here and work for this, and we were like, oh, okay. By the way, here's my Venmo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who wants some more? And then, yeah. Like, yeah Who so wants to slip into my DMs? <laughs> right. You, you, all of you. You're wearing that delicious Lexington FC shirt. This is not a joke. <laughs> this is not a joke. I genuinely don't know if this is okay. But like when on the tour, we went to like the mash like process. Are we talking about our place? No, no, no this okay. is well, we yeah, did yeah. also. On well, the we James did, we did that. Tour. Yeah, yes. I'll, I'll let you guys Sorry. know when we get to James Pepper. Cool, cool, but cool, yeah, cool. no, Sorry. we're we're at this like other place right now. I'm just on the. Vo- I'm just trying to fire somebody. <laughs> no, you're. <laughs> <laughs> the fire is in Jared's eyes right He's now. Like, He's like, I went from stepfather, my father-in-law, <laughs> to like I don't want to fire somebody. His fingers on the trigger. Yeah, he's. We better be ready to go here so we went up to uh to the mash process and (laughs) during that i have never done this on a Mm -hmm. distillery tour but they were just like yeah dip your finger in like have a go and i was just like is this okay like is this fine i'm sure it is but (laughs) there's enough heat to get away with the bacteria that is growing on my fingers yeah (laughs) but it was just funny because they were like, they were like, yeah, just like, yeah, just get in there and like get you a little bit. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, like, all right, all right, whatever. But yeah, I hadn't done that before. But one guy just dipped his whole hand in there. Nothing came out. He was just <laughs> just like soft, just like went full <laughs> palm. Yeah, one guy Augustus Augustus gluted the whole thing. Fell it's in, like no got stuck in the, the tube and everything. Yeah, tremendous. Pressure. It was like a real like and Timothy uh, Chalamet had to go rescue. <laughs> Gene Wilder, one of the souls you guys keep. Yeah, right. I, went, I went new school with Timothy yeah, Chalamet. Right. Listen, no one's even seen. I'll, I'll be honest. If Timothy Chalamet would rescue me, I would dive straight. I probably would. <laughs> I mean, him, him and Dune with that weird like oxygen nose thing. Yeah. Sorry, we're going way off screen. I will face, I will face giant earthworms to meet Timothy He rides Chalamet. one in the new pre... Sorry. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the new preview, he rides that earthworm through the desert. And I'm like, I'm laughing. I like that series, by the way. I think oh, it's yeah, actually no, great. I, I this, and this is but actually, like, almost like yeah. an earthworm is yeah. riding through the desert and he just waves to the crowd yeah. and we're just like, this seems odd. This, for I a mean, pre- yeah, and to be fair, this is also being incorporated into our new Dune cast. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Dune two. Dune. I gotta be brought all back Dune into all the, the Dune, Dune right. cast because I love those movies. I love the eighties ones and the new ones. Oh yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, it's anyway. gonna be a deep dive. But it, it, it will be a deep anyway. dive. All the lore involved. Uh, so yeah. So that tour. Okay, that's that's fine. But yeah, again, learned a little bit more on. On James Pepper's tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we learned a really interesting fact. This is actually kind of like a two-parter right okay. here. So one, um, it's true that the distillery burned down Correct. at one point. Uh, and then kind of keeping with our, our spirits theme that we're doing here. Uh, is it also true that you have been intimate with some of the ghosts there from the fire? With the ghouls, for sure. Of course. I'm not a goblin guy. Okay. It's just not my type. It's just the ghouls. I'm a ghoul guy. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like um, guys that wear leather jackets. Okay. Yeah. 
you don't trust them, but they're like, there's like this edge to them. But like mm. when they offer you a cigarette, you're not going to say no. I'm not going to, I don't right. smoke cigarettes, but no. I'm going to take a drag from that American spirit. Oh, from that ghoul. absolutely. Because yeah. that's um, an American spirit. I'll tell you that right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's definitely not something high end. There's no Virginia Slims coming from this school. It is American spirit. I mean, Tyler Childers talks about it, so you know it's mm. good. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right Bring there. it right back down. I, lo- right. I was oh, totally I was, yeah. expecting something about plane. fermentation, and it was je- <laughs> it was definitely about like what's my type of ghost. <laughs> and I respect it because no, I'm, I'm a ghoul man. Yeah, I yeah. come from Charlie Kelly's strain of thought, where like, he likes ghouls, and I like Charlie Kelly, so I'm a Listen, ghoul guy. Yeah. And I think what's important is that we're mm-hmm. preserving this information for all of our children. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for be like. I was telling my wife, I was like, hey, I gotta go to a podcast at seven and we have a, a newborn, so to speak. We have a one year old. And he's like, and she's like, so what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going on a podcast. She's like, oh, for like, is it like a big syndicated? Like, I'm like, like who's the sponsor? And I was like, and I was like, um, I, I, I think maybe the Counterclocks, like just jokingly. And she's like, the counter, like the minor league baseball team sponsors it. I'm like, is it about baseball? And I was like, no, it's not about baseball. It's probably about whiskey and lifestyle. And she's like, fun, send me the link. And I'm like, no, I'm definitely not sending the link. Like, not only have I trashed. You just outed yourself. I've, yeah. I've, I've not only like talked bad about like her father-in-law like, basically <laughs> making me open one of my nicest bottles of whiskey. But now I'm talking about having relations with a ghoul. <laughs> we didn't say relations. I think oh, yes, you just he opened did. that. Well, I said uh, yes, he, said, yeah. he said intimate. I guess it depends on what you okay, think of as intimate. intimate. A handshake. Okay. Yeah. So I would... I would, totally ride a bus. Yeah. I have, I have told people that yeah. we're intimate. Okay. Because oh. we shake hands. And you wear socks. Well, that's and amazing. we wear yeah, socks. We do. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's nud- nudity is not intimate. Nudity is the language of all humanity. <laughs> Somehow um, I kind of agree. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> We're why. We're all naked under our clothes. Yeah. See, uh, one thing that they teach you in law school is how to say things that seem profound but are really, mm. really idiotic. That's a mm. class. That mm. is a class, yeah. And that's mm. actually the title. That's a 400, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> minimum. It's, yeah, minimum. It's, like a, it's like a 475. <laughs> <laughs> really up there it's pretty close to 500 <clears throat> all right so another thing that i learned on the tour was that uh the buildings on the grounds have kept their original name so you have like the barrel house yeah. there you have the break room which was actually the break room you have crank and boom you have crank, <laughs> crank and boom which is obviously just a crankshaft mm-hmm. that goes boom <laughs> <laughs> I also didn't know that U-Haul started at James Pepper. So, so. U-Haul, um, it, the original site for U-Haul is at James Pepper Distillery. Uh, we it's invented a, storage uh, closets. Um, it's amazing. I mean, it's a shame though that like move you, you couldn't move you your, you, you could, couldn't move from house to house mm-hmm. without James E. Pepper Distillery. No, yeah. before U-Haul, it was like you stay where you are. You yeah. stay. You stay. You, can't you stay move. right where you are. Yeah. With a finger pointing. It was like an advertisement. Yep. It was like, click, click. Great podcasting. I'm showing you a visual. That's <laughs> But, no, like, a little background. I'm not trying to talk shit about you all. <laughs> I think, okay. But what, I think what, that yeah. it's fair, it's fair yeah. for us uh-huh. to talk shit about you all because... I, the power that we wield right. in comparison to the power that U-Haul wields. Like, U-Haul could snuff out my life. 
Oh, for sure. If oh, they wanted yeah. to. Oh, for sure. Oh, it's and run it, by Teamsters. Like, I mean, it's the definition of Teamsters. Yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is, take all the shots you want to do. <laughs> it's not even so much a shot. I guess I would have made the same move, but the Distillery District is probably one to maybe third biggest attraction in Lexington. And Amir, I got to give Amir credit, like, he tried to do a building act that basically says it has to be voted on before anything could be built that's mm. outside of small business. Mm. So someone like our lovely Olive Garden yes, would want to be built. Let's say Olive Garden's like, hey, we want to build in that brick house that has all the graffiti. The people's on. garden. It had to be voted with all the other business owners that were already established there. Mm-hmm. Right. And no one voted yes on that like right. So like anyone can move in. Well, the rent there is not cheap, I'm guessing. I don't know what the rent price is, but I'm sure it's astronomical because that place is just blowing up. Right. And no one could afford it. Fusion Brewing, unfortunately, had to uh, close up. Battle Axes couldn't afford it. They moved out. So, like, no one could afford it. And finally, U-Haul's like, we make enough money. There's a park. There's a parking lot that we can now subsidize, basically, and be like, you can't park here, and so we'll tow people, make yeah. money off the tow company. Yeah. Big checks McGee from U-Haul came in and said, like, and like I've the, got the money. Like, but, no, but, but like, that's kind of what it was like. Like, they probably hosted three or four businesses that were like, hey, we want you to be in mm-hmm. here, and like, no one could afford the rent. Yeah. U-Haul HQ was like, and you sorry, like, we bought, we did what? <laughs> we did, oh, and then like, they're like wiping their tears and like, <laughs> of laughter with hundred dollar bills. Like, I guess we'll do it. And like, and then they're like lighting their Cuban cigars with those that's what tears stained. But it, what sucks bills. now is that like, when people are like, we can't find any parking. I was like, yeah, U-Haul took half of it. Yeah. And like, they have like maybe 10 trucks. Yeah. And yeah. like, there's still, there's like all this available parking, but no one can park there. So it's like this biggest tease ever. Like people are driving down Manchester Road trying to go to like say James E. Pepper Distillery. And you're like, well, the distillery district, there's no parking. And we're like, oh, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, write a letter. That's not us. And Amir's just sitting here like talking to these other business owners because we're not the only ones complaining sure, about this. Yeah. And we're just like, did you guys not get like the t- well, also, emails I, about like, hey, maybe we should have a historic yeah licensing? And, I mean, like, I think it was approved by the too. city government. It just yeah. had to be approved by all the business yeah. owners, and only three approved it. And yeah. guess who the three were? The three distilleries that are <laughs> the other ones were like, no, we're okay. Like Crank and Boom's like, we close, we're good. Like Break Room's like, we 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 were a biker bar, like we're good. Like bikers park wherever they want. Yeah, but like bikers can also park in the like in between parking spots. Like you know what I mean? Like. And Goodfellas is like, people are going to come here whether they're spots or not. Oh, yeah. People like, will crawl oh, the, here. People, some, people will struggle to get the New York style pizza. Well known. And we're just yeah. sitting here being like, yeah, we could have maybe put something cooler. Like, I, I, it, it's is, just a crazy thought process. What is cooler than you all, though? I don't think, <laughs> I mean... Honestly, I mean... I mean, you I'm have thinking, a great point there. When Look, I'm thinking cool, I'm like... We should put a bar in the back of a U-Haul. Yeah, when I'm in my basement and I'm looking at cluttered boxes and uh, oh you know God. Rubbermaid I... containers just full of junk that I haven't touched since I was in fifth grade, I'm like, you know, it would be really cool right now mm-hmm. if I had a storage unit exactly. right next to a distillery. <laughs> you know, what's, so I just forgot about this. Speaking of EKU days, there's a fraternity that was on campus, and I'm not going to say the fraternity. Mm-hmm. But they thought Sigma it was, Phi Delta. They, I don't know. Is that a fraternity? They, I, I'm sure it is. <laughs> but they thought it was a good idea, whatever fraternity it was, that on game days they would put all their pledges in the back of a U-Haul truck. 
and drive them around. That seems like a death sentence. And then unload them, like, basically, like, drive them around like crazy and then unload them at tailgate. Well, the wow. Kentucky State Police <laughs> home <laughs> base, by the way, I was gonna say, is home in bases Richmond, yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. And the like, police I guess academy one, is in Richmond, Kentucky. Of, like, <laughs> you, you think maybe one kid that maybe slammed his head in a U-Haul truck is probably going to talk to a police yeah, right. officer? And like, so the <laughs> I'm not joking. The Kentucky State Police lined up cars. This is at EKU tailgate against Western Kentucky, my junior year, and we're sitting there like, what is going on? And they were just waiting for this U-Haul truck because it happened every game. And sure enough, this U-Haul truck goes like Dukes of Hazard into it and then get out pledges and like all you see is all these cop lights. And like, and like I'm sitting there just being like they got taken off campus like right away. And it was just like U-Haul. U-Haul. The biggest partiers around. Like oh. that's what you can put a price on memories. You can't. So. <laughs> or on human life for that matter. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, oh so on gosh. that note, so there say. there are a few things that we just want to ask to any guest who comes Love on it. our podcast. So um, on a, again, turning to a more serious note, mm-hmm. um, you know, James Pepper is one of our favorite places in Lexington, Thank you. and that's why we want to talk about it. That's why we want to have you here. Um, that's why we want everyone to know about it. Um, but what are some of your favorite places in Lexington that people oh, need question. to know more mm-hmm. about? Um, I mean, High Bar Coffee, obviously, right? <laughs> it's the greatest. Um, I haven't heard of it. It's terrible, actually. The, it's the really bad. The proprietor of High Bar Coffee <laughs> is the worst human being to ever live. Wow, can it's I get, really bad can, coffee, uh, but they're good on. people. Can we get a clean one of those? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the proprietor of High Bar Coffee is the greatest human being to ever live. <laughs> Perfect. Favorite Lexington things. Um, I'll tell you what. Lexington has an underrated food scene, believe it or not. Mm. Um, one of my favorite restaurants in Lexington is a place called Cordelima. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's a James Beard Award finalist. Jonathan Lundy's the chef there, and he's incredible. But he lived um, in Texas for a little bit, which... Sounds kind of weird, but like Tex-Mex, authentic Tex-Mex was pretty much invented in Houston, Texas. Hmm. And um, it's probably one of my favorite restaurants for two reasons. One, because the food's incredible. Uh, and actually, there's two reasons. The third, uh, the second reason is that they have a really good mezcal program oh. there, which I think mezcal's kind of like oh, wow. a, a, a weird bourbon fan. Like people that like whiskey should really like good mezcal. No. Um, but also, I I love mezcal. So I learned about mezcal from Westman Crafting Company, which yeah, they do. I miss that peace. place so much. That was that chef literally. is actually the chef at um, Ethereal's Public House now. Oh, wow. uh, and it, that uh, is one of the I, best burgers I've ever had in my uh, life. I was gonna it, say, he's a I great really guy. He wore, Ethereal, you yeah. can't miss him. I I feel bad because I don't know his name, but he wears a Cincinnati Reds hat and he has a ponytail and he's always on the patio. Um, but the food there is incredible. Yeah. But anyway. Jonathan Lundy does a great job at Coeur Lima, and it's my favorite part is that they don't do reservations. Mm. It's just like first oh. come, first serve. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm. So like people just don't like gather up spots in a mm-hmm. little like I mean it's probably this like most of the rooms probably the basement. Yeah, it's very small. Yeah, yeah. and for like, anybody but who man, doesn't it's know, really, really, really yeah. good food. And the mar- like what's good like you got are you married? I'm sorry. Yes. So Logan's, Logan's married, married to me in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know Ben's married. 
uh what i'm getting at is that like it's really great that like for someone that really enjoys whiskey my mm-hmm. wife is not the biggest whiskey drinker yeah um it gives another option for something that's yeah. a little bit more available yeah. but i am also like yeah, yeah i'll definitely have that mango margarita because it's incredible yeah um really really authentic ingredients fresh lime juice yeah fresh in tortillas which is super hard to find in lexington mm. because everything's just frozen yeah you can taste it mm. and so i think they do a really really good job about not just the authenticity of just Tex-Mex, but the fact that it's like for the people of like, hey, like if you want to come in, you wait like everyone else does. Yeah. And I like that aspect. Not to mention, like go down the street, go to Molly Brooks, get yeah. yourself a pint sure. of actually well-poured Guinness and like just wait. And like you'll get there, have an experience, turn mm-hmm. off your phone, which I think is a really tough problem in Lexington because it's such a college town yeah. that yeah. like get off your phone, mm-hmm. Sit with your significant other or a buddy or some group of friends and just enjoy yourself yeah. and then go have some incredible food. So I, I would say Coeur d'Alene is probably my spot that I like. I really, really tell people, like, if you want to experience really good food at a decent price, that you're going to get really good service. And then you can kind of just unplug. And I think that's a really big problem. Lexington. you're like, just unplug. Like, shut up about TikTok. Shut up about Instagram. <laughs> Like I don't want to. I don't want. I don't. I don't want you to die on some mountain of like. Like I, I'm I looking at you, Logan. While there's, you're social, saying that. there's social problems that ev- there's social there's social TikTok problems that everyone TikTok needs TikTok to talk TikTok. about, but the, the the time is not now. <laughs> Murder your face with really good food and really good drink and just shut up. I think that's... I've never like, like, heard the term murder your face. But murder like your it. face. Like, I'm really start using that now. I am going to murder my face with this James Pepper <laughs> yeah. bourbon. Thank you. Uh, the other place is bourbon on rye. Ooh, yes. I do like if we're gonna kind of yeah, yeah. if we're kind of gonna transition I mean, I like, to like I'm what I'm kind of educated <laughs> with. Bourbon on rye is one of the and I've traveled a pretty decent amount, especially in the United States. It's Logan, one of, you usually humble brag on this podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna humble brag on this one. I've traveled a lot but with <laughs> with what yeah. I used to do even before James Pepper. I used to be a wine and spirits, and so like I would get invited to Napa in San Francisco in New York. Mm, yeah, it is one of the best cocktail bars I've ever been to. Wow, and I That's say that because wine. they make their own tonic, they make their own bitters, they make their own ice, they make their own soda. Like, and they don't just automatically go to the big names when it comes to like, hey, you got to try this whiskey. They really give a shot hmm. to the blue collar craft distillers and take James Pepper out of it because they don't really feature our stuff here. So this is really showing you what I really think of them. They really, really do a good job of featuring products that you've never tasted before and that they'll give you a flight of stuff. And Chris does a great job, but it's all their bartenders do a great job. They're super trained. Because he came from uh, Bluegrass or Bluegrass Tavern, okay. so he was the main bartender yeah. there for the longest time. Yeah. And then he decided to open up shop at a uh, place. And once again, like I kind of take this as like I go on a lot of date nights with my wife, and like they don't just do whiskey; like they can crush gin mm-hmm. cocktails, they can do vodka cocktails. They have a pinball room that's on the other side of the room. So if you're just trying to have I a did game not night, know that. I didn't, like I didn't know that they do food, and their food's not their best thing. Yeah. But it's bar food. It's yeah. bar fare. So yeah. it's like, yeah. get some wings. Get some crudite. But like, their cocktails and their single pours and their barrel picks. He has one of the best palates I've ever tasted with Chris does. Huh. And so like, you have this, like, and you can talk with him. He's like a six foot five dude with a handlebar mustache. You can't miss him. <laughs> like, like, he's the giant man, but he's the nicest person. 
I've maybe ever met, and that's yeah. saying a lot. I've yeah. met some really nice people in my life. I mean, you've met both of us. So. That's true. And he wears more than just socks. Like, he literally <laughs> has a full outfit. Full but he has, like, that leather apron on. Yeah. And I don't know why. That just yeah. automatically, like, you know what you're doing. Like, I can judge. Like, I'm just like, you probably I mean, make a really good drink. For and I like a Sazerac. Sazerac's probably my favorite cocktail Ooh. of all time. Oh, okay. And he makes maybe the... And I've been to the Sazerac house in New Orleans. Wow. Like, he makes a better Sazerac than the Sazerac house. Like, so let me ask you this. Okay. This is... I'm totally interrupting you. First thing... But, I was going to say, first things first. We get it. You have a great relationship with your wife. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I love my wife. Honey, honey, I know you're going to listen to this. I love you. We are going to send... She's the reason this. why I'm so successful. <laughs> to be sappy. Love, uh, but love. to be real, I mean, none of none of us would be successful if we were not married to the oh, people. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Because that... I is, mean, we laugh, but it's probably no, true. No, because you're, you're someone that can right. deal with me, like I mean, with my stress and anxiety, and like I'm how just, nitpicky I am about things. Like, listen, I'm just... You are a godsend. I don't even believe in God. So I'm, <laughs> like, you, you, you are something... You're in a higher being of something <laughs> I will never even understand. <laughs> Uh, the final question that we have for you is, um, when was the last time you saw Steve Zahn? <laughs> That's funny. Special thanks to Sunmates for our theme music. Also, a very special thanks to Nick Woods for our logo art. If you'd like to reach out to us, we are now on Facebook and Instagram. Just look for We Took the Liberty on either platform. Thanks for listening.